<clears throat> so this is the Law of One, Session 7. Uh, this was received on January 25, 1981, a little bit more than 33 years ago. This is the re-listened version. Uh, this session has uh, 19 exchanges, uh, beginning with a discussion on um, the Confederation of Planets, uh, moving on to the Law of Squares, which is um, a universal law related to karma, related to uh, the means by which the Confederation, or Ra, gets into contact or has relationship with humanity and brings service. Then there's a discussion of uh, the Council of Saturn as it relates to um, the Confederation. The Council of Saturn is the administrative group for the solar system. <clears throat> and then uh, some little details. And then discussion of UFOs and Orion, negative path, uh, Orion being the constellation from which the negative extraterrestrials who are on Earth, around Earth, in the Earth, working with human leaders, some few human leaders, uh, that's where they're from. The negative, the reptilian, the greys and all of that, the abducting and the military transfer, ETs, all of that comes from Orion, which is fourth density negative, which is 10% of creation, meaning not Orion itself, but those on the negative path are basically 1 out of 10 or 10% of all the souls graduating out of third density in the galaxy. So it's a very significant minority, very small number. Meanwhile, they have an inordinate, disproportionate effect and influence here on Earth. And that's because of the mix of souls uh, to which this cycle of uh, third density planet Earth has been given. So, <clears throat> Ra greets us in the love and light of our infinite creator. 7.1, Don asks, You mentioned that you are a member of the Confederation of Planets. What avenues of service or types of service are available to members of the Confederation? Would you describe some of them? And Ra first asks for clarification and says, I'm assuming you intend the service which we of the Confederation can offer rather than the service which is available to our use. So you see that the Confederation, which is 4th and 5th and 6th density positive civilizations, uh, in our, associated with our solar system and 7, our solar system and 6 others, or 7 total solar systems within the sector of the galaxy. This is just like Star Trek or science fiction. But <laughs> lots of Star Trek and science fiction uh, storylines came from received information channeled from the Confederation or uh, uh, mirroring or, or um, in line with um, the reality of multidimensional life. So you can say, oh man, that's science fiction. Where do you think science fiction came from? Well, a whole lot of it came from inspiration, and a portion of it came from direct communication, although it may be unconscious on the part of the uh, writer or the director. But some of the people writing science fiction are wanderers, whether they know it or not. Some of the basis of their inspiration is contact with higher dimensional positive groups who are giving them information. So, uh, in terms of the service that the Confederation can offer, 
Ross said, the service available for our offering, what we offer, to those who call us is equivalent to the square of the distortion need of that calling, divided by or integrated with the basic law of one is distortion, indicating the free will of those who are not aware of the unity of creation. So, overall, in general, uh, the degree or, it, or the quantity, it is a quantitative matter, the quantity of service that the Confederation can offer uh, is the result of a certain kind of uh, calculus, a certain kind of uh, equation. The equation is a squaring or a doubling. It's actually a, a factorializing. Um, like two, three factorialized is one times two times three. So there's a factorializing, which they're calling a squaring or doubling of those who call, which is the distortion or the need of the calling of those who call, divided by or integrated with uh, which means in relation to the respect uh, for free will uh, of those who don't want and don't call. So this is a very important matter. Uh, the Confederation will not do service that helps one while simultaneously hurting another. They will do service to uh, the one that calls uh, taking into account mathematically the strength of the desire of those who don't call, therefore uh, applying a kind of metaphysical uh, calculus to the need, the conscious need or desire of those who don't call to not get what they don't want, to be protected from having what they don't want, to not interfere. And Star Trek, that's called a prime directive. That's called the law of free will. And every teacher who's um, a real teacher uh, on Earth and uh, in higher dimensions, a positive being, uh, has maximal and increasing respect for the free will of all and therefore won't uh, help this one while it hurts the other one and they won't uh, offer some kind of major activity service to humanity uh, that that uh, a significant portion of, of other humanity wouldn't want or would be hurt by receiving. And that's the, the key for us also in speaking and helping, giving I ideas to people. If somebody um, wants our help, uh, we're free, of course, to help them. I mean, you're free to help them even if they don't want your help, but that's not good for them or you. What's good for them and you is to give them uh, the help they request. Now, uh, that's sometimes hard to determine, and our personal needs get mixed in there and confused. But in general, uh, the Confederation, uh, as being in the light, being clear without confusion about a lot of things, uh, is very respectful to the needs of those who don't want to evolve. And Ra once said, you know, when Don asked how to deal with people who are sleeping, Ross said we would simply help them to sleep more comfortably. And that's, that's very high-level respect for free will. So Don uh, goes on with this uh, and says, From this I'm assuming that the difficulty you have in contacting this planet at this time is the mixture of people here. 
some being aware of the unity, which is really spiritual seeking. It's not that everybody's aware of unity or even spiritual people, but it's those who are positively oriented seeking truth and love. Some being aware of the unity, some not. And for this reason, you cannot come openly or give any proof of your contact. Is this correct? Ross said, as we just repeated through this instrument, Carla, we must integrate all the portions of your social memory complex, although it's not exactly a social memory complex, it's a non-integrated complex. We must integrate all the portions of your social memory complex in its illusory disintegration form, meaning it appears to be disorganized and um, disintegrated, which it is. <laughs> Down here on the ground, people don't get along with each other. But they're integrating all of the portions of our of our consciousness desires. Then the product of this can be seen as the limit of our ability to serve. We're fortunate that the law of service, which is the law of squares, the law of service squares the desires of those who call, which means leads to a much higher number or um, product. Uh, The square of five people calling being 1 times 2 times 3 times 4 times 5, is a lot higher than if it wasn't squared. You know, it's the difference between that factorializing or squaring process versus not. And so it's much greater because of that. Uh, We're fortunate that the law of service squares the desires of those who call. Otherwise, we would have no beingness in this time space at this present continuum of the illusion meaning they wouldn't be here and couldn't contact us. In short, you're basically correct. The thought of not being able is not a part of our basic thought form complex towards your peoples, but rather is a maximal consideration of what is possible. So they don't think what we can't do. They just consider maximally what they can do. And that's a very positive, that's really positive thinking. So don't think about what you can't do, What you can't do, you can't do. Uh, But consider the maximal of what you can do. And so, uh, likewise, in human life, and in my counseling with people, many, many people say things like, uh, you know, I don't like this situation, or I want to make a change. And if if we then get into the question, are are you exploring your possibilities maximally? Are you applying maximal effort to those options that you've decided seem to be best? Of course they aren't. Me too. But in general, we don't. We don't um, consider maximally our options, and we don't apply effort maximally to their decisions. If we did, we'd have a lot more success. But uh, the Confederation sees what is, and what is in terms of the the consciousness of humanity, the collective mind, is the mixture of those who seek and those who don't. Both are equally um, valuable. The needs or the spiritual beingness of both groups, the positive and the the non-polarized. So you'll see I use the terms positive, negative, and non-polarized. Positive and negative represents polarization, which is a choice, which is a decision. Uh, to either go with love or go without love, to be based in virtue and truth, which is love, or uh, to serve the self um, without in, without 
consideration of others and develop a power for oneself or one's little group only without love <clears throat> and without any commitment to truth and honesty. That's called negative. <clears throat> so on earth you have these three consciousness orientations. And I wrote about this in my article, Human Crisis and Divine Plan, and that's the cosmic plan for this cycle of 3D life on planet Earth, as I've said many times, that it is given to positive and negative and non-polarized souls. Because of that, we have the conditions uh, we have on Earth. And uh, I don't think we're going to have a paradise on Earth in third density, uh, because it's uh, part of the cosmic plan that negative souls are here. And it's part of the cosmic plan that the vast majority of pretty unevolved or very blocked, unpolarized souls who are not committed to virtue um, are here too. And they're easy pickings for the clever negatives. And that's you know called the New World Order and the Sheeple, or the Illuminati and the, the unthinking masses. And um, that's just the way it is here. So Ra's view is a maximal consideration of what is possible. Let me do a couple more on the Law of Squares and then take questions. 7.3, Don's wondering what this really is about. This is the first, one of the first introductions or the, a longer um, introductory explanation of the Law of Squares. And the Law of Squares also applies to the individual transformation process. Don says, by squared, do you mean that if 10 people call you, uh, can you, if 10 people call, you can count that when comparing it to the planetary ratio of people as 100 people? Squaring 10, getting 100, is it correct? Ross says, no, it's incorrect. The square is sequential. 1, 2, 3, 4, each squared by the next number. This actually wasn't clear. Don said, um... If only 10, would you? how would you compute their call using the square rule? Don is a physicist, so he understands math pretty well. And Ra didn't explain it so clearly, or there was difficulty. Ra said, we would square the one, we would square one ten sequential times, raising the number to the tenth square. That still really isn't unclear, isn't clear. Um, and Ra says, that, what would be the result of the calculation? Don is trying to figure out the method by getting the, the result. <clears throat> and there was a long pause, and Ra said, the result is difficult to transmit. It is 1,012 approximately. Now, I actually have not done the math. <laughs> is 1 times 2 times 3 times 4 up through 10, does that equal 1,012? It may not, and that may not be the way, and I cannot say I'm 100% sure if it's a strict factorializing or what. But let's, you know, if anybody wants to sit down with pen and paper and figure out, is it true that 1 times 2 times 3 times 4 up through 10 does equal 10 1,012 or not? If not, then <laughs> I'm not really sure how they're doing it. <clears throat> okay, so it doesn't. So it's not exactly a factorializing, but <clears throat> I'm not really sure. But it is certainly some kind of multiplying uh, of the the you know, visible number of people calling that leads to a greater metaphysical power that allows the Confederation um, a certain degree of influence. 
uh, Rock goes on, the entities who call are not are sometimes not totally unified in their calling, of course, and thus the squaring is slightly less. Thus, there is a statistical loss over a period of call. However, perhaps you may see by the statistically corrected information the squaring mechanism. Uh, so, anybody who wants to play with the numbers 1 through 10 could figure out how does 1 through 10 if with by what operations internally to those numbers one through ten do we end up with a, a one thousand twelve? But we can talk about that later. But it's okay to not know the exact detail. The point is simply that uh, the number of people calling or requesting is squared or doubled in such a way that the uh, the, the sum of the parts is much greater. The sum of the collective has a power greater than simply the sum of the individuals. So there's a power that's achieved by the um, the collective calling that would be greater than just the sum of the parts. And here's where we get to the numbers a little bit. Don's asking, how about about how many entities at present are calling from planet Earth for your services, meaning to all the Confederation? Ross said, I am called personally by 352,000. Hmm. The Confederation, it's in, it, in its entire spectrum of entity complexes, is called by 632 million of your mind, body, spirit complexes people. These numbers have been simplified. And uh, as I've said many times in discussing this, because I have a whole other series on my YouTube channel about the Confederation, which is still in process with my other group, we have about eight different uh, videos up already on the Confederation, or talks. Uh, this 352,000 can be understood as a rough approximation of the number of people who have some degree of six density consciousness, meaning six chakra activation, meaning awareness of one, meaning uh, recognizing the noumenal self, or spiritual beingness of our of, of our true nature. Uh, our true nature being one. All is one. Uh, some kind of sense of the sanctity of life. Uh, some people who are walking in some degree of love, wisdom, balance, and appreciating all is one. That number is 352,000. That's a pretty small number. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the number of humans who have some resonance with fourth and fifth and sixth chakras therefore 4th and 5th and 6th density positive confederation group influence, access, contact, is 632 million, which just so happens to be about 10% of the population or so. <clears throat> and when we talk about numbers of harvest, uh, of harvesting humans or people who graduate to 4D positive, the number of the meek inherit in the earth, 10% is a, is a reasonable figure. It may be less because not all these people are harvestable or sufficiently positive, but uh, this number, about 10% or so, a little less than 10%, is not surprising, and uh, that may be the uh, total graduate uh, population, uh, less than, you know, less than 10% of 7 billion, being 700 million, something like that. Uh one last question about the law of squares. 
um, which is basically, you know, if those are the numbers of people calling Ra or calling the Confederation, it then has the law of squad, the, those, that, those numbers or that quantity, each quantity, has then the law of squares applied to it. So Don asks, well, can you tell me what the result of the application of the law of squares is to those figures? Ra said, the number is approximately meaningless in the finite sense, as there are many, many digits. So it's a big, big number. However, it, however, constitutes a great calling, which we all, which we of all creation feel and hear as if our own entities were distorted towards a great and overwhelming sorrow. It demands our service. Uh, and so they had, you know, previously called themselves brothers and sisters of sorrow. This calling is like a moaning calling. This is like a moaning of, uh, of a man in the desert, uh, starving or, or dying. This is the calling of sorrowful humanity longing for spiritual comfort and help. So this is a planet of deep suffering, really. Uh, if you've ever been outside the U.S. or if you've ever seen, you know, third world nations, it's quite palpable. Even <clears throat> what you what you see, what we see visibly, the conditions of poverty or injustice, you know, or illness or violence all over the world and war all over the world and governments supporting military killing all over the world and people joining in, killing each other all over the world, this group against that group, that's just the visible. <clears throat> What's invisible is the heart, the quality of mind and, and feeling. And that is great sorrow and pained, um, pained heart. So there are lots of people walking around <clears throat> with a lot of sorrow and pain, and uh, almost nobody wants to talk about it. And everybody keeps a brave face. And um, that's why there's an extended period of healing after death. It's one of the main portions of the after-death after experience, which is healing uh, of uh, the, uh, the pain in mind that people had not allowed to be felt and experienced and, uh, and healed during the lifetime. So this is a, you know... This raw, the calling of humanity, 10% or less, interestingly, it's not that, it's not that 90% are calling. So, what's interesting is that 90% are not really calling. 10% <laughs> are calling. That's actually a very subtle point. 90% of humanity is not really calling from the levels of love or for wisdom or understanding unity is not really seeking um, spiritual comfort and awakening and meaning uh, and peace. 90% of humanity isn't even calling. Uh, they're in their pain, but they're not even able to call. It's only 10% or so who are clear enough to know they're in a lot of pain and call for help. But that number is enormous when squared. And that's felt um, by Ra saying, we feel that as if it was we ourselves 
experiencing great sorrow, great and overwhelming sorrow. Overwhelming is a big word. So this is uh, a planet of deep sorrow. And even if it's only 10% calling, the other 90% is not doing too well either. But they just um, are too stuck and blocked to know it and to seek to change. Only 10% has some awareness of how much pain they're in. So, coming to such a planet as this, um, should you be surprised that you feel unhappy? Should you be surprised that you feel depressed or take on self-harming or self-limiting patterns? Of course not. This is a very, uh, you know, this is um, somewhat like a hospital or uh, an insane asylum or a prison. And so the people who are so wounded emotionally and spiritually who can't even call um, are those who end up making this planet, you know, somewhat like a prison. Because instead of healing themselves, um, they're controlling their process and blocking their natural flow of feeling. Uh, And that is very well exploited by negatives who use that to establish social control systems. So self-control generates um, controlling abusive leadership. And personal dishonesty generates deceptive, corrupt leadership. Of course. So within, so without. As within, so without. So, uh, so that's the basic first discussion of the Law of Squares. 7.8. Recognizing this uh, law, the Law of Squares, recognizing that 90% of the people are not calling. Don saying, at what point or would this calling be enough for you to openly come among the people of Earth? How many entities on Earth would have to call the Confederation? Um, meaning, how many people would need to be calling for, uh, for Ra to walk openly among us? And this is a very important point, um, particularly uh, in the face of any possible New World Order, Illuminati, evil human leadership, deception, false disclosure, false alien invasion, false alien salvation. False positive, false negative. False positive is uh, the fake alien salvation. False negative is the false alien invasion. Both are um, well-developed scenario plans that may be rolled out in time. And uh, both can be seen as uh, trickery and deception if you understand the metaphysics. Uh, So, Ra says, We do not calculate the possibility of coming among your peoples by the numbers of the calling, but by a consensus among an entire societal memory complex which has become aware of the infinite consciousness of all things. This has been possible among your peoples only in isolated instances, uh, which was about 25,000 years ago, a group in South America. Ra will explain that in another session. They say, in the case wherein a social memory complex which is servant of the creator, meaning the confederation, sees the situation and has an idea for the appropriate aid which can only be done among your peoples, 
meaning among by walking among us or making direct contact, the social memory complex desiring, desiring this project lays it before the Council of Saturn, which is a 6th, 7th, 8th density group in the rings of Saturn, administering the solar system. If it is approved, quarantine is lifted. The main point is that this, the standard required for a higher dimensional positive group, federation group, to walk among us openly is much higher than a numeric, than the result of the law of squares um, numeric uh, calculation. It's not a matter of counting that the number of people calling is sufficient. It's not a hundredth monkey matter, meaning a hundred monkeys figure it out and then it's transmitted invisibly by uh, telepathy to the group consciousness or individuals in the monkey, monkey population, like that story of some monkeys in the South Sea Islands or something, where one islanded group learned something and then somehow it was transmitted um, by mind to other members of the group on other islands. Uh, that's very possible for humanity with some things, but that's not the way this works. <clears throat> and therefore, um, the Confederation will not uh, walk among us unless there was a consensus among the entire world humanity that has become aware of the infinite consciousness of all things, meaning has a spiritualized view of creation. Uh, agreeing consciously and deciding together to ask for help. That's not going to happen, very likely, and the government making some kind of announcement isn't actually um, the uh, consequence of human humanity consciously asking for help uh, with an awareness of the spiritual nature of life. It's a yet another negative trick. The... Um, the obvious presentation of aliens in the media, in movies, on television, in advertising, in books, uh, uh, of the last 50 years, uh, is thought by some to be conditioned, uh, conditional uh, programming or uh, programmed conditioning, preparing people for direct contact with ET. Of course, the government ET is Orion or any real ET in alliance with human leadership is Orion. Now, there may be some confederation uh, group having some very covert alliance with human leadership, meaning the good guys with some people in government somewhere, but I don't, uh, I don't know about it, and uh, <clears throat> hard for me to believe because those in government are pretty uniformly service-to-self negative liars, willing to kill freely, and sadists, ultimately, and service-to-self. So, that's normally the, um, the consciousness condition of those in high government and military. Uh, very strict service-to-self and very little appreciation for flowers and the beauty of nature and love and kindness. And if you don't understand that, you're not going to be um, working with the Confederation. If you don't understand beauty, and joy, and love, and gentleness, and delicacy, uh, you will not be working with the Confederation. <clears throat>
So uh, any any ET alien that's trotted out by human leadership is going to be Orion or a fake. And um, Orion won't make a direct invasion either. <clears throat> so it would be human technology. Uh, and the Confederation is not going to make a direct salvation contact. Here we are to save your world and, and clean it all up and uh, just take the chip and join the New World Order. The Confederation doesn't play that game either. So this is a big deal. Um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, and we'll see if they pull out that card. But it's certainly possible. So in general, <clears throat> when a Confederation group recognizes that there's some possible value to come walk among us uh, for a certain type of service, uh, they make a plan, they present it to the Council of Saturn, they say yes or no, and if they say yes, quarantine is lifted, they come in and make their plan. And then uh, Orion co-opts it. <clears throat> Unfortunately. So that's a whole long story, but that's the way those things are done, and I would not expect any confederation, true, positive, extraterrestrial, direct, open, um, undeniable contact with humanity. Any true, any, you know, alien contact in an undeniable public way will be Orion, period. And, uh, if, if I'm around at that time and I said, and it such happens, and I said, I think you're Orion, you're not the Confederation, you're fake. You're a fake alien salvation. Uh, they'll say, no, we're not. Now kill him. <laughs> That's what they'll do. They'll say, no, we're not. We're real. Now go kill him and put him in jail. So that's how you know. Confederation doesn't want to fuck around with anyone. They only want to help everyone. They're not interested in power or control. That's very boring. And that's very crude and low. They're not interested in commanding people. They're interested in uh, the flowering of light. The flowering of love light. Or the flowering of light based in love from an understanding that all is one. They're not interested in telling anybody what to do. They're very interested in all portions of the one self-flowering uh, to bloom into their true uh, beauty. That's what they're interested in. It's the same for any great teacher. That's what they care about. So, uh, <clears throat> after these questions about the Confederation and the Law of Squares... Uh, we get further into the discussion of the Council of Saturn. 7.9, Don asks, I have a question here about the Council from Jim. Who are the members and how does the Council function? This is a really straight question and a good straight answer. The members of the, Ross says, the members of the Council are representatives from the Confederation and from those vibratory levels of your inner planes bearing responsibility for your third density. The names are not important because there are no names. Your mind-body-spirit complexes request names, and so, in many cases, the vibratory sound complexes, words, names, which are consonant with the vibratory distortions of each entity are used. However, the name concept is not part of the council. If names are requested, we will attempt them. However, not all have chosen names. So the first point they make is that 
<clears throat> the the beings that are the council of Saturn don't have names. Very few have names. Very few would choose a name. The name concept is not part of their awareness. So <clears throat> humans that keep thinking, what's your name? What's the name? Tell us their name. Uh, are mistaken and immature, and uh, many higher dimensional groups don't even have a naming concept. How do they communicate? I don't know, but they don't use names. Uh, there obviously is some other form of identification or uh, description, but names are not part of it. And uh, higher levels, the highest levels of Buddhist meditation and realization our freedom from naming activity. So there's a very strong connection or identity between the uh, awareness of unity of those in the council who are all 6th, 7th, 8th dimensional, meaning 6th, 7th, 8th chakra beings. They're grand beings who don't even need names or choose names for themselves, don't even have a name, and the highest levels of Buddhist realization in which there's freedom from naming activity. Uh, how is there knowing without naming? Mm, that's the point. That's called non-dual knowing, non-dual awareness. There is no conceptualization applied to knowing, but there is knowing. It's actually freedom from perception, <laughs> which is very high. Freedom from perception that leads to name-based consciousness. Name-based consciousness does not occur uh, in a true realization of unity. And this is very high-level freedom of mind from illusion. And um, names um, are a portion of dualistic limited perception. Or perception of this and that right? The thing and its name. There is that thing, and then there's my name for it called cup, teacup. There's the thing I look at that's white and has a shape, and then there's my appellation called teacup. That's the name. <clears throat> that perception of a distinction between an object and its name doesn't occur in a true realization of unity. And, um, the council is free from um, illusion and dualistic perception. Therefore, they're free from naming activity or compulsion to name. And so also, when you get any kind of uh, supposed channeling that says, oh, we are this and my name is boo boo boo, and there's some channeling that claims to be Tom from the Council of Saturn. A lady actually is so amazingly naive to imagine that an entity from the Confederation would have the name Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm a cosmic Buddha. Oh, hi, Tom. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> uh, names are not important because there are no names. Uh, who is the Confederation? Well, uh, Ra will explain more, but uh, there are representatives... Well, who is the Council? Sorry. The, the Council includes many different entities. Uh, some come from the Confederation, which is related to this and uh, to, to a collection of seven solar systems. So there are entities on the Council of Saturn taking care of our solar system who are actually from other solar systems. 
sixth, seventh, eighth density. Then there are also those from vibratory levels of our inner planes, which have some responsibility for third density, which is basically uh, 3.6 and 3.7, 3.567, meaning higher astral planes in which there are ashrams, there are uh, great masters, there are fully enlightened Buddhas and beings who are of eighth density consciousness living on third, <laughs> third density, highest subplane astral dimension. Uh, so that's very interesting. There's a lot going on we don't know as we should know. So uh, these uh, are some of the uh, members of the, of the Council of Saturn. In number, Ra goes on, the council that sits in constant session, which is just a funny way of saying it, though varying in its members by means of balancing, which takes place, what you would, regularly, what you would call irregularly, the number is nine, the Council of Nine. But uh, they have no names. That is the session council. To back up this council, there are 24 entities which offer their services as requested. These entities faithfully watch and have been called the guardians. The So this is a mandala. This is a mandalic, um, sacred geometrical arrangement of uh, points of power, consciousness, or awareness, which are beings of 6th, 7th, and 8th density primarily. The mandala is composed of a center, a core of nine, surrounded by 24. Uh, the numbers or the, the people, uh, the, the nine beings at the core, the center of that mandala, uh, vary, meaning some come and they come and go, uh, which is a irregularly irregular balancing or uh, varying movement coming and going. That number is nine. That's Rock calls the session council, meaning there's always a nine-aspected uh, core. The core of the Council of Saturn Mandala is nine is is a ninefold structure of nine beings. Around that are twenty-four, uh, which offer their services as requested, <clears throat> uh, if needed, and these include the guardians. And the guardians are eighth density, and they're the ones that administer the law of karma uh, for the solar system, and also do the very subtle, delicate work associated with harvesting or planetary dimensional shift. Ra goes on, the council operates by means of what you would call telepathic contact with the oneness or unity of the nine, the distortions blending harmoniously so that the law of one prevails with ease. When a need for thought is present, the council retains the distortion complex of this need, balancing it as described, and then recommends what it considers as appropriate action. This includes, one, the duty of admitting social memory complexes to the Confederation, two, offering aid to those who are unsure how to aid the social memory complex requesting aid in a way consonant with both the call, the law, and the number of those calling, that is to say, sometimes the resistance of the call. Three, internal questions in the council are determined. It's quite a sentence there, huh? <coughs> so, they are in continual uh, telepathic contact with each other, the nine and the twenty-four if needed. They are, you know, a, a ninefold unity, a, a nine-pointed, 
mandalic core. Mandala being a geometrical shape like uh, you see in, in Tibetan art or Hindu art. Uh, <clears throat> the um, ceaseless, perpetual, um, unchanging, unity, unified mind of the Nine is the center of the Council of Saturn Mandala. They are perfectly blended with each other. They have distortions, interestingly. They're not all finished, you know. <clears throat> do, the distort, do the Guardians have distortions? Um, no, I think. <clears throat> However, um, the Council of Saturn includes those below 8th density, 6 and 7, too, and, uh, and others who come and go. So there is distortion still, even at that level of beingness, but the distortions are blended harmoniously and perfectly, so the law of one <clears throat> or um, the complete perfection of, of reality of unity remains. They're, they remain in that awareness of absolute unity. When a need for thought is present, they think. Meaning, normally, there's no need for thought present. Normally, humans think more than they need. Normally, um, a need for thought is not present when there is knowing. There can be knowing without thinking. That's uh, intuitive awareness. Uh, that can be mistaken, or people can mistake their personal desires for, you know, the word of God. God told me to, to do that thing over there. God told me to stop smoking. God told me to go kill those guys over there. People are deluded. But um, it is possible to live in knowing without much thinking. To be knowing without um, requiring uh, linear, logical, uh, conceptual thinking. So, <clears throat> however, sometimes a need for thought is present. They keep uh, the distortion complex of the need, meaning they recognize, okay, <laughs> you see, they retain. Retain means they don't dissolve it into unity. This is a very, I won't get into it, but it is possible to um, not be able to exercise certain functions of mind um, because there is a natural dissolution into formlessness or unity, and therefore uh, uh, differentiation is dissolved. The differentiation of this particular idea, this particular situation or challenge, or the need for this or that, one can get too formless. <laughs> there can be um, a movement towards the formless um, awareness that doesn't retain uh, particular concepts like a need, meaning, you know, this is sometimes called a spiritual bypass. There are people who, they're so high in meditation or something that they forget to, uh, you know, wash their hair <laughs> or something, you know. People can have a problem and say, oh, well, let me go meditate. They go meditate and they forget about the problem, but it's a real problem and they need to take care of it. Uh, and so there are times when um, the council has more challenging matter to consider. Then a need for thought is present. Then they keep uh, awareness of the fact that they have a need rather than going off into the formless. They balance it. 
um, by, you know, acceptance and understanding and considering reality um, and what's best for all. Then they recommend what they consider appropriate action, uh, you know, in the council, meaning there's a decision made by that group. And their various decisions include um, who to admit to the Confederation, which is interesting, because um, this Council of Saturn, uh, which is local to this solar system, um, has some kind of um, jurisdiction over the Confederation, which applies to seven solar systems. There's a little clue in that, and it may be that this Council of Saturn um, has some responsibility for seven solar systems, just like the Confederation. Uh, two, <clears throat> the Council discusses matters of who to offer aid to, offering aid to those who are unsure how to aid the social memory complex, requesting aid, meaning they help the Confederation groups that are not sure how to aid certain other groups, like they would help Ra consider how to help humanity. And so, and again, that has to be in a free will respecting way, which uh, considers the call, the strength of those who seek, the law, which is the law of squares, and the law of free will, which is the law of confusion, which is to protect those who don't want or are not ready for, and the number of those, um, and the number, and the resistance of the call. So there's, you know, same kind of thing. Ra is wondering what to do, how to help humanity. Uh, they get some idea uh, and lay that before the council uh, in the calculus of uh, deciding yes or no. Uh, again, there's the consideration of all parties involved. Uh, those who call, those who don't want to call, the, the law of squares affecting those who call, and the law of free will affecting those who don't call. So, these are the prominent duties of the council, Ross says. They are, if, any doubt, if in any doubt, able to contact the 24, the guardians in 8th density, who then offer consensus judgment thinking to the council. The council then may reconsider any question. So they, the, the, uh, the big guys, uh, the, the cosmic Buddhas and the laws of, lords of karma, the eighth density, these are basically the community of, of Buddhas and avatars. And not like the movie avatar, but the reality of a completed um, logos, logoic, uh, infinite aware, uh, you know, infinitely aware uh, portion of, of creation, which is the being of the guardians, which is an eighth density, what we can call a Buddha or a true avatar, uh, a fully completed, fully finished being at the level of a sun, basically, who can create solar systems. They offer consensus judgment thinking to the council. So, um, decisions are, are performed that, this way by this kind of interplay between different moderate, you know, relatively enlightened beings. 710, <clears throat> is the Council of Nine the same nine that was mentioned in the book? The book is called Yuri, by Yuri, about Yuri Geller. Um, this is related to the woman who thinks that she's channeling Tom from the Council. Ra says, the Council of Nine has been retained in semi-undistorted form by two main sources, 
that known in your naming as Mark, Mark Probert, and that known in your naming as Henry, Henry or Andrija Puharich, who worked at Stanford Research and had some CIA connection, but may have been a good guy. Mark Probert, <clears throat> I think, was a channel or spiritual teacher. Uh, and those are the only two sources that Ra indicates retained in a semi-understorted form a true or some somewhat um, clear presentation of the Council of Saturn, the Council of Nine. In one case, the channel became the scribe. <coughs> um, uh, I don't know which case is which. Uh, in, other, in the other, the channel was not the scribe. However, without the aid of the scribe, the energy would not have come to the channel. Uh, I think that they work together, these guys, and in one case, the person who was doing the channeling wrote it, and the other case, uh, somebody else wrote it, but I don't know who was who, and I don't really know the details of their uh, presentation of the Council of Nine, but it's semi-undistorted, which means there's some distortion and some clarity. This is, again, Mark Probert and Henry Puharich, Andrija Puharich, is an inventor. 712 um, moves from the council to the discussion of UFOs. And maybe, <clears throat> it's getting late, maybe we take a break here and see how people are feeling. You know, the basic idea is you're on your own. If you want to uh, hurt yourself... If you want to help yourself, if you want to sleep, if you want to wake up, it's up to you. What you wish to do that I can help, I will help. What you wish to do, I won't touch, I won't touch. I won't help you hurt yourself. I'll help you hurt, help you help yourself, but I will only help you help yourself to the extent that uh, I won't hurt myself. <laughs> and And I'll be in conformity with the truth that, you know... You are God, and you are one, all is one, and I don't want to take any opportunity from you in my helping you. And <clears throat> if humanity wants to kill itself, well, so be it. If humanity wants to follow lies, hope so be it. If humanity wants to help itself, we'll do our best um, to help. And um, if you want to put your head in the mud, I won't stop you. I might, I might, you know, put a little thought in your mind that it's not a good thing to do for you. It's not love. And it'll be bad consequence if you want to hurt yourself. But it's your life. You're God. Do whatever you want. And there are consequences. But if you don't want me, I won't be, I won't be involved. <clears throat> and that's the way they've been hands-off humanity somewhat. Uh, to let humanity make this uh, distorted world. Distorted social complex. So they have a profound respect for the law of free will. And that's why um, generally those who know don't say. Because they're not being asked. <laughs> okay, so that ends the first part of session seven. Next week we'll do the second part of session seven. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening. I hope you got something helpful from it. See you next time. Okay, bye now.